but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball oh, was the Euro, different. The, like, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different in America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. Hi, I'm Jordan Spencer, uh, point guard. I graduated from Augustana University uh, in 2018 and been currently playing professionally for two years now. Uh, it's Jordan, great to have you. Uh, just so that everyone, you know, obviously I know you a little bit, so just to let everyone know where you're from. From Milton Keynes, England. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I said, glad glad to finally have this sit down and, and talk with you. Um, yes, it's been looking forward to this one. Uh, just to start us off, um, how and why um, did you choose your school? Um, being brutally honest, I didn't have many options. So going through the whole process, um, I had to do a lot of it myself. So I, I applied to like, nearly every D1 school in the country, sent my resume, like highlights, all that kind of stuff. Was talking to a couple schools, um, but nothing really materialized. Mm -hmm. And then I happened to go to a camp in England um, and Barry said Edmonds, they have a program there uh, with coach Daryl. Uh, and I went there for a camp and it was mm -hmm. a junior college coach, a D2 coach and an Icelandic professional team coach. So me, I had some teammates that went like uh, Blaine Freckleton and Kevin Moyer and guys like that. We just went along to the camp. Mm -hmm. um, it was a couple of days and whatnot. And then, yeah, after that camp, uh, the coach, uh, the D2 coach just offered me there. And then he was like, look, if you want to come on a full ride to our school, um, then we'd love to have you. Because it, it was in the summer, it was in June. So I was like trying to get to a school, trying to get to school. But then in the end, I had to wait until the next semester. So I ended up getting there in January. So yeah, I had no visit, no communication with the coaches, nothing like that. It was just kind of jumped, like just got kind of offered right there and then. And I, my idea was to get like, get into the American system, you know, like even if it's D2 and then like play well or whatever, then transfer. But yeah, obviously we'll get into more detail, but yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> and it was, it was probably the best thing. Nice, nice, nice. And, I, and you know what's interesting, you know, doing all these talks um, and talking to individuals, there's a lot of, um, I guess there's a lot of legwork done by the individual. So, you know, there's, you know, kids go to programs and, you know, they expect, uh, let's say a Charnwood or a Maestro, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. just to promote them and that's it. But there's a lot of guys that have to do their own work, have to do their own emailing yeah. and, and sourcing and stuff. So I think that's really uh, pretty interesting. Um, I get asked a lot of times, Oh, how's the best way to go? What program should I go to? And yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you know, depending, like it doesn't matter where you go. You still have to do your own work. 100%. Um, you know, which is really good. Um, what type of scholarship did you get? And did your grades, um, did your academics play a factor in your recruitment? So I got a full a full ride. So in my mind, you know, you think like everything's free, which it was. Um, but then I had some weird things I had to pay for when I got there. Like they couldn't pay for my books and they couldn't pay mm. for like international taxes. So I didn't find that out until I kind of was there sort of thing. And mm. that was probably an extra like two to three thousand each each year, which I ended up getting figured out like through family and whatnot um, eventually. But yeah, that was definitely something like you know, I didn't, I kind of got blindsided with, you know what I mean? Not in a bad way, they didn't like hide it yeah, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But there's just things that you don't know until you get to the school. 
that is outside of the basketball program's control. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know this thing. They, that was the first time they had a kid from England. You know what I mean? They didn't know about certain rules or whatever. So, yeah, I was on a full scholarship. Um, I think my school to, to attend as a normal student was nearly, was over $30,000 a year. It was a private school, private Lutheran school. So, yeah, quite like, you know, rich kids and stuff like that. And then I just kind of got plopped in there. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely different. But yeah, it was um, pretty much, yeah, full ride, like full athletic scholarship. Um, what what were your grades like? What were your uh, academics grades like? So I came I came back, I did my A-levels. My A-levels weren't too great because uh, at the time I was playing for London Lions professionally. I was playing mm -hmm. for Milton Keynes College. I was doing my A-levels, so I was I was balancing all these things. I really tried, I had twos and stuff, and I got C, C, E, but then my SAT result was good enough where like, they use it as like a balancing scale. So like if you did bad in your A-levels, you just gotta do pretty good in your SAT. Or if you do good in your A-levels, you can get a lower score on your a, uh, SAT or ACT, whatever test mm -hmm. it is. So, I got into the school fine. It was, you know, it wasn't, it was, I had to be slightly higher than usual, I believe, because it was a private school and they had like certain ap academic, you know, procedures and whatnot. But um, yeah, I didn't do terribly, like terribly well in my A-levels. I just struggled with that. Um, I didn't like mess around or anything like that. Just some things, you know, like they don't work out. You know what I mean? Um, but I did enough. I didn't fail anything. Um, I passed everything. So yeah, I just got in and once I got into school, like I, uh, at Augustana, I finished with like a 3.0. So that's like an average of a B minus at, at a private school. So yeah, like you can find ways to like kind of bounce back kind of thing. Nice, nice. Okay, I like it. Um, what what question did you ask your college coach when you were being recruited? Um, and are there questions that you feel like you should have asked? Um. Do you know what? I didn't ask as many questions as I thought I would because I was I didn't have a school. So to me, this was like this the first girl. school. Yeah, you know, the first school that's really taken interest in me, want me there, like doing all they can to get me there sort of thing. Mm. Whereas before it was like, I was communicating with coaches that probably had different people as well, like, and whatnot. And no one ever actually saw me in person. It was all emails and GB summer highlights and whatnot. Um, but I, what I would say is, a lot of coaches, I was I was fortunate enough with my coaches, but a lot of coaches are going to say what they have to say to get you there in the first place. A lot of players, you know, you, no matter what, you know, you're going to get promised minutes, you're going to get promised this and that until you're there. Because once you sign there, you're there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can transfer after a year or whatever, but that becomes complicated for you. But their whole objective is to get you there. So you just really have to, is, is, there's nothing wrong with asking too many questions as a student or as a as a basketball player because they should have the answers to them you know what i mean so i think i can't say anything specific but i definitely think you should any parents you have your your parents have like anyone around you anything you think is so small or silly i'll just recommend us because it's at the end of the day you're moving from another one country to another country you're gonna be away from family and all this stuff and you just need to make sure you know like what you're getting yourself into so that's what I would definitely recommend um, from a question definitely, standpoint. Definitely, definitely. Um, there's a saying that no no question is a dumb question. Um, yeah. And I guess if you don't know, you just genuinely don't know. Um, mm -hmm. That's the joy about asking a question. Can you tell us what league you guys played in um, and what type of play was genuinely found 
across the league. So was it a big man league, guard, mm. dominant, up-tempo, sets? Um, my league was the NSIC league. Um, and in our region, we was like national champs, like three out of the lot, four years that I was there. So I would say it was probably one of the best two D2 conferences in the country. Um, I just think we had a lot of talent across the board. Um, there were some teams, there was never one team that didn't have like some sort of stud. You know what I mean? There was always a player that like could go off on their night or whatever. Um, our style of play particularly was fast, up-tempo. As soon as we wanted to put 90 points on the board and we played a lot of um, like side defense, which kind of disrupts a lot of players. So we was icing a lot of things and just keeping the ball on the side. That was the main objective of our our defense, just keep the ball on the side, no middle penetration, things like that. A lot of the other teams didn't approach approach defensively like that. But yeah, I just think it was just very high level, very high level. A lot of a lot of teams in our conferences for preseason would play D1s and would be beating them and things like that. So I just think the, the time that I was there, I just happened to be a part of something that, you know, was a very high um, talented league. Um, but yeah, very fast paced, very fast paced league, I would say. Okay, okay, good. Um, what helped you to graduate and play? So I know you mentioned just before about that your A-levels not being great because you was playing and um, community training and then trying to study as well. Now, similar thing when you got to the state side, you know, when you got to the States, um, you had to play high-level basketball mm-hmm. and you had to get your degree. So how did you manage to, to do it? So when I first got there, I was very overwhelmed because I was like carrying all my books around. Like I'm like reading all these pages every night and like I'm still getting these average gays. And I just like, I just didn't, I, I couldn't understand how everyone else was so cool doing classes and basketball. But honestly, it's about how much effort you put in off the court. So for example, not just in the books, but like, connecting with professors. So if you're struggling in a class, don't like think, oh, I'm like I'm a nerd for going to ask or whatever. If the, the teacher sees that you're putting effort, they understand that you're there for basketball at the end of the day. You know, they might think that you don't like education, but if you're going to like see them or like ask them questions, like, yo, like I'm being brutally honest and just asking for the help, that definitely helped me out um, with, with just kind of getting the balance right. Um, I was doing way too much work with little little reward. So I just kind of got my schedule down. Uh, graduating, like I had this one tough class. I had to, I never retook a class, but I had this statistics class, man. It was killing me. And I tried to sweep, you know, sweet talk, but you know, like with the basketball. Like, he, he was not a guy. He did not care about sports. He didn't care about anything I had to say. So like that one, I just had to get a tutor. I had a tutor for the whole semester, like okay. every day. And at the end of the day, like you're there for basketball, but you want to have something to show from it after. You know, basketball's not going to last forever. And now, like you know, that class literally killed me. I got like a C plus or a B minus in that class, and I was over the moon. Like people have mental breakdowns from that statistics yeah, class, yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I just think again, like it's it's quite cliche, but at the end of the day, you get out what you put in. If you seek the extra help, and 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 also like you ask your teammates how they how they're you know. Some of them might share classes or have had similar teachers or professors. Ask them how they work or talk to your coaches and tell them like, look, I'm really struggling in this class. They might reach out to that professor and organize, you know, 
tutoring or one-to-one -one sessions and things like that. So if you apply yourself, there's definitely the resources because at the end of the day, the basketball coach doesn't want you to be failing class either because they want you to play. So, you know, everyone's helping everyone in that situation. Yeah. Um, and just to, to, to kind of pin down on that point, you need to be passing your grade. You need to be doing academically well for you to be able to get on the court. So, yeah. you know, it's in your best interest, the coach's best interest. Like, I was um, never a school guy. I don't like school, you know what I mean? But, mm. uh, you know, there's things in life you don't like doing, but you have to, if you want to do other stuff, you have to do it. It's as simple as that. Like, no one's going to, once you get to college, no one's going to baby feed you like, oh, please, like, go to this class. If you don't go, there's going to be someone else that's going to play. There's going to be someone else in your scholarship. Like, so, it, you know, like, no one's going to baby feed you. Like, you know, I don't know how the programs are in here in England, because I once I left, it was when all them, like, charm words and okay, my yeah, stuff yeah. and all them kind of things started, like, really getting going and barking and whatnot. Yeah. So... Yeah, I couldn't tell you how it is in this generation, like the new and up and coming kids. But yeah, you kind of get out. Yeah, you have to, you know, you have can't be spoon fed. Are there any hacks? Are there any like cheats, um, stuff to kind of make work easier? Or is there stuff that you um, did to kind of make your workload a little bit lighter? I mean, there's always someone that knows something, you know what I mean? You just have to, <laughs> you have to network, you have to network, you know what I mean? Don't be, all I say is don't be timid um, when you get to school. Like, there's, you know, like I was very, because I was from England, it was such a culture shock where I came like, from England to I went mm. to like the country. So I didn't relate with a lot of people and I just stuck to myself. So I was like, nah, this is dead, like, I'm not feeling these people. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, then I started talking to people and whatnot and I'm like, oh, someone else has the homework or like, hey, I took him last semester. He he takes the same test and stuff like that. Like, okay, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Like, it's not always the case, but it definitely helps like knowing the teacher's tendencies and like people that have taken him before, like, yo, don't take this class. Like, cause he's hard. Like there's, you know what I mean? Like there's definitely a lot of like nuances that you can, you know, figure out. But that's more of once you get on campus kind of thing. That's what I was saying. to figure it out, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, I've experienced some of that too. You know, you have guys talking and they don't don't take it this semester, take it next semester. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I like that. Um, so as a junior, you was pretty well um, known back home. You was pretty much the, the guy in, uh, in Milton Keynes. Um, and then when you make that transition from being the man at home and, you know, getting starting spots on 40 minutes. What was it like transitioning to your new role as a um, as a freshman in, in college now? How did you deal with, I guess, not getting as much playing time, not getting as much uh, free, free freedom to do what you want on the offensive mm. end? Talk, talk to us about that. I think the biggest, like, my situation was so unique. I, I like, when I got there, I thought I'd be okay. Um, I think in the game in England, I don't, at the time when we was young, I couldn't make the pick and roll reads like I do in college. Like we was doing pick and roll drills all the time, all the time, all the time. I could always pass the ball, but the speed of the game, I was so behind. Like the actual physical up and down, up and down. I was not, I wasn't in that kind of like shape. I wouldn't say, yeah, shape. I wasn't in that kind of shape. I just didn't play that way. So yeah, it took time to adjust. But um, yeah, so the very first we had a we had a preseason game. Um, I get some minutes, 
but I played nervous. I played very nervous, had like three turnovers, didn't play well. The next, our very first game of the season, I'm expected to come off the bench, like, you know, as a freshman. We had a young team as well. So it wasn't like, mm. oh, he's a freshman, there's all seniors. We had like sophomores and juniors and the rest, a freshman point guard as well. So our point guard had the flu, like, so they had no choice but to start me. Okay. And in that game, we had two games in two days. That get, first game I had 19 points on like five of seven shooting and like four assists. I had a great game. And then the very next game, I had like 10 assists and then like, you know, a few points here and there, whatever. But from there, I never didn't, I started every game in my college career after that. Like wow. I, it was a fortunate, it was a fortunate time because I wasn't planning, I wasn't, they weren't going to start me. I wasn't very confident, like, because I knew I had the ability. I knew I could play with these guys. Like I played with the pros and whatnot. I knew I could play, but I didn't feel it at the chance that I had, the chances that I had, I didn't show exactly what I had, like, you know, what I've got. And it can be like that in college, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't show up, like, for a few games, the coach isn't going to believe in you or, you know, you haven't shown what, you, what you've what got, like, it's cutthroat like that. But, yeah, I was fortunate and blessed to have, you know, my, he's like, he was like one of my best friends as well at the time. They ended up starting us both together. So we had two like, point guards two, in the backcourt. Yeah, he was two point guards in the backcourt our whole career. He was like 6'6", six, six, skinny guy, like lanky point guard, like, should have played pro, but he was just, he's married now and all that, but... Yeah, like I just got lucky with my uh, with my uh, situation, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's good. No, it's it's weird um, when you go into a situation, and I guess when you said you was nervous in that in that pregame to have that that change in role, because uh, I guess when you was in in training and practice, you were trying to mentally gear yourself for coming off the bench or you know yeah, reduced yeah. minutes and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, you know, for it to go the opposite way for you and it, it to, to go well. Um, I mean, yeah, it's fortunate. The knowledge that you have now, if you were to redo three things in your college experience, what would they be? Sounds bad because I'm professional, but I would have put in more work, more work than I did individually. Mm -hmm. So like I would do everything that was needed. You know what I mean? But being a kid from England and you're on the basketball team and all this kind of stuff, like we was, we was at the top of our game. Like we was the best team in the country, like all this kind of stuff. So, you know what I mean? On weekends, like we'd go party after games and whatnot, nothing like that's what college kids do, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I had a teammate that we didn't click off the court, but on the court, we was like, you know. Just new. Just, yeah, we was good. And he would never know this now, but I like look back and I'm like, this guy was the guy I looked up to. Like he, he would work out and like after a game, like all this kind of stuff. And player of the year, D2 player of the year, like all American first team, looking for NBA summer league tryouts, all this kind of like, he is a, he was a beast, you know, like absolutely couldn't stop him one-on-one -on -one in a block. And yeah, I would definitely just change my kind of, yeah, my workouts a little bit more. Um, I would definitely have um, networked more after. So my university is a great university for like jobs and all this kind of stuff. I was just so excited to go and play pro. Like I was ready to dip. Like I was just hope, like, I can't wait to get out of yeah, here kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But I did, like I, I built some great relationships, long time relationships. And I just think if I applied to myself to the school a lot more, I could have left an even bigger legacy. 
Like I'll always be kind of known around that like, I was the guy, the English guy that won the national championship with that team that had great success. But I think if I did more stuff off the court as well, like in the community or like with my school and things like that, I think looking back, like, you know, I think that would have been a good thing as well, just for myself. And third thing, um, shoot. I mean, I can't change this, but I would, <laughs> the school itself, man, the first day I got there was minus 28 degrees. So I was already Ooh. figuring out what school, what school I was trying to transfer to and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I can't really change that. I'm struggling on a third, but yeah, man, I'll tell you, the it's first good. day I got there was minus, <laughs> minus 28 degrees. And I was just like, my dad was like, put your head in the freezer and you can get used to that kind of weather, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. but nah, yeah, honestly, yeah, I just, I don't like to think that way, but like, you know, like everything, I feel like everything happens for a reason. For a reason, but yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. like, obviously, you know, there's a couple things that I do think I could have tweaked or whatever. What could you But yeah, at the end of the day, I always yeah. think everything, everything happens for a reason, so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah South, South, South Dakota is cold as hell, so. Cold, man. Like, <laughs> like, you walk outside, you get brain freeze, like, from the wind and stuff like that. It was just, it was just ridiculous, but, man. yeah. Um, being a European player in the US, did you have to face any stigma um, due to, you know, being from England? So, you know, yeah, there's a stereotype that goes around that. European players are soft or not as good. Like, did you have to face any of that? Did you hear any of that stuff? Oh yeah, like, they just don't even think, like I'm trying to tell them about our league it's in itself, like but the BBL or whatever, you know, they, oh, they, yeah. they got no idea. They don't, yeah, there's no, there's no real respect. Like whenever there's like a European player that does something in the NBA, they're like, oh yeah, you must think he's good. Like, or whatever. like there's just little stuff, <laughs> but you know, even my coach as well, like, yeah, like, sometimes would say some stuff but then also like they also like benefited from being european so they knew that i had a little bit more iq or like some fundamentals yeah. more of the fundamentals so like that stuff was the was the good part but like yeah the strength the definitely the strength part they thought we were soft for sure um but yeah yeah i mean it goes both ways really like well, we say Americans got no fundamentals and like no IQ, they're just athletic. Like, mm. you know, it, it goes back and forth, I feel like. What's the best part of playing collegiate basketball? Oh man, everything, you know, like honestly, I think at the time I didn't appreciate as much as I do now. Like we would have two, three, like I'm talking about, the, it goes from the fans, the community. It's like you're living like a rock star lifestyle. I'm not even kidding, because like, in a way, like obviously you've got school and stuff, but you're going on, you know, you're going on road trips to games, you're getting fed, you know, all your food, you're getting fed everything. You got two, three thousand people at your games, you know, like signing autographs and stuff at this young age. Like it's all the things that like you kind of, I was just in a perfect situation. Like, I'm very fortunate. Like I, I ended up at Augustana, but I think, yeah, just the whole, the way you're treated, you're quite, you're quite spoiled to be fair, obviously. You know, there's the argument about NCAA and paying athletes and whatnot. Like, obviously we could get into that, but from compared to other students, just comparing it to other students, like normal students, yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. was like, yeah, we was just treated so nicely. And I think like, you have no excuse then not to play well or not to like give your effort. You know what I mean? Like when you really mm. think about it, there's kids that are dying just to be on, on the practice team or like just to be at practice, just to come on a road trip. Just to be a walk on. And then you really, yeah, just to be a walk, you have to, you have to like, you really have to check yourself sometimes. There's a lot of times like, 
uh, there was actually a guy, uh, Vince McCauley, uh, coach of London Lions. He kind of told me before I go, write 10 reasons why you're going. And anytime you think like, you know, you get too comfortable or whatever, look back at that list on 10 reasons why. And that really helped me out because sometimes I got a little too big headed or even too low. Like sometimes I was low and I'd always refer to that list and like, you know, always had try, try to like remain focused on like why I'm here and I like kind of what I want to achieve. That's dope. I said, I like that. Uh, did you have it like pinned up on your wall or somewhere? Did you... I had it on my iPad. I took an iPad with me. I kept it on my iPad. And I, at the time, because um, I didn't have an American phone, that was my main way of communicating. And I still have the list on my iPad right now when I, if I charge it up. Um, but yeah, that definitely, it really did help because like when you're writing it in the moment, these are things that obviously matter to you and your future. So when you refer back to it, it's kind of like, oh damn, like, yeah, this is, I wrote this and this is for me. So like, you know, I got to have a fix up or, you know, I got to have some confidence in myself. That's how I kind of looked at it. Might try that, man. I might, I might put me a list on, on this wall. I like that though. Um, it's a really good idea. So you mentioned about playing in front of, you know, fans and stuff. What was that like? You know, we don't really have that many, you know, unless it's like a, a cup final in England or, you know, a league finals, player finals. Um, you don't really get that much fans at games. So talk about, you know, home home games versus away games, guys shouting stuff at you. Like, what was that like, the fan experience? It was funny, away games, yeah, I'd always get some English reference. So they'd shout like, tea and crumpets, red coats, some like war that happened. Um, like just go back home, like, like this ain't London, whatever. Me personally, as a player, I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. When I was, because I'm getting, I'm grow up getting coached by Nigel Lloyd, who like himself would tell me enough, <laughs> enough stuff to make you want to quit anyway. Like, so I had a quite a heart. Like, I was cool with whatever was coming. But then, like home games, yeah, like you're getting like two, three thousand fans, and like we was one of the yeah like top five in D two, like um, better better attendance than like 50% of D1, stuff like that. Like it was like, yeah, Ooh. like the, the, the they show the um, statistics each year and like, it was just great. Like you're seeing all your students, you're seeing like community people, you're getting stopped in the street. Like, yeah, there's no complaints. And then you just really appreciate it when you go to away games and you're getting like some, I mean, when we was on top, like they would always sell out. Like these would be the, they, this would be their like, you know, sell out game. Like we had one game against a rival they had hot tubs on the baseline. So it's called I Hate Winter Night, right? And like, it's like in February, we was ranked two in the nation. We hadn't lost. We was on a 19 game win streak and we hate these guys and they hate us. And they have a five, they have number one attendance in D2. So they had like 5,000 people there. And uh, yeah, it's called I Hate Winter Night. So everyone's dressed up in like, you know, shorts, bikini tops, all that kind of stuff on the baseline they have this hot tub and they people are in it during the game people are in it during the game like putting you off and whatnot like it's not what you want because it's like fat guys wearing like cowboy <laughs> boots and like all that kind of stuff like but um yeah like it was just like college you can't make it up you know what i mean like it's just the craziest stuff happened but yeah i hate winning night that was a fun night and we actually lost that game uh ended a 19 game win streak and then that was the year we won the national title and then we won 19 went on another 19 game the street and won the whole thing but so those fat yeah. guys in the in the boots did their job huh 
Yeah, they did. I'm not gonna lie, they did. They did. Our big guy. Yeah, they, we didn't play well that game, but you know, it happens. It happens. But I said, so, yeah, America just do everything different. You know what I mean? Like it's very yeah. like in England, you got to beg people to come to games and all this kind of stuff. Whereas in America, it's like a community. It's like it's the motive. Like, oh, what are we doing tonight? Oh, yo, the basketball game's on. Like, let's go there and then da da da. Or football, American football. Let's go watch the football game. And I really like that because even me, like I went to all the other sporting events and I'm like going crazy because it's like, you all support each other, which I really liked about uh, being out there. Yeah, it's, um, it is, it's, it's a different type of community. Um, and I guess the, the fanfare is so engrossed. There's so like, you know, the school pride or community pride or state mm -hmm. pride, do you know what I mean? And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You go from, you know, basketball pride to school pride, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the rivals and you got like the school from down the road is, is crazy. And then, you know, you talk to people about, you know, state versus state and, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. It's, I, I, yeah, I love it myself. Some people take it serious. Like people are like, them big time schools and stuff, like they are serious about their sport and like their school and whatnot. Uh, you see all sorts of stuff going on in the crowd sometimes, like, or even on the street, yeah, like if you're, you know, a state or versus a university school, like, yeah, it, it's serious there. I remember I went to Florida in 2007. Mm. Uh, I went with my, one of my guys, and I think that was the year that Joe Kim Noah and them was in the finals. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And I, I remember, like, we was walking around and everyone was just shouting, how about them gators? And How the about gators them? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, it was nuts. I was like, yeah. that was my first time actually taking in and understanding. Um, I wouldn't even say I understood college basketball, but like the fanfare was just so wild. You'd go into stores and, and shops and stuff. Mm -hmm. and it was just, How mm -hmm. about them gators? It was, yeah, mm -hmm. everywhere. It was nuts. It's fact. Yeah. Um, uh, we kind of touched on it already, but what's the weather like in South Dakota? Yeah, there's two seasons, summer and winter, that's it. So like in the winter, it's, yeah, it'll be like six feet of snow one day, then zero degrees and then like minus 15, minus, like the temperatures you can't comprehend like until you're in it. Like, But then in the summers, like it's really nice, like 30 degrees, 35 degrees. So like the weather I can just describe as bipolar really, yeah. Okay, okay. Do you have like earthquakes, tornadoes, like any extreme weathers? Uh, not that I was there. They had a really bad like storm that like ice storm. So like trees are like breaking off branch, like yeah, breaking off and all sorts. Cause obviously like they freeze, they snap and like, so I know a year before I got there, like everyone like was locked in their houses for like two weeks cause of like the snow and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no earthquakes, nothing like that really, no. Okay. Must see destination of your state or your town or, you know, local to right. Mount Rushmore, uh, the with the president's faces. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That was in South Dakota. I think that's the main tourist attraction uh, that they got there. Yeah, it's not too much going on. Did you did you go and see? Did oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I went, and then I had a little. Um, my four of my close friends flew out to see me one summer, and I took them on a road trip all the way around America, like five different states. Just like it was a crazy time, but yeah, we went. We ended up going to Mount Rushmore as well. So yeah. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Best place to get food? Texas Roadhouse, I think. I don't know, there's there's not too much, there's nothing like that's exclusively in South Dakota. Like, 
that you're not going to get in other states. You know what I mean? Well, if, it's a, if it's a chain, then what's the, you know, what's the best? What would you say is the best? But if I gave you 50 bucks right now and I said, hey, you've got one mil, go, go, go. go. Oh, do you know what? I can't remember the name, but I know I can tell you exactly. It's a Brazilian restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And it's I paid thirty dollars for this, and you get it's a you get like you can get your food up on the side, whatever. You have this button like this button, right? It's like red on one side and green on the other. Mm-hmm. And if it's green, there's people walking around at all times with different types of meat. I'm talking steaks, sausage, beef. And when I say it's the most perfectly cooked food, like meat, <laughs> like it's like crazy and like. Until you turn it red, they're just gonna keep coming with different stuff. And then they had like this pineapple dessert, this pineapple, cinnamon pineapple, like roasted, like, oh, yeah. That was like, if I was real feeling real bougie or like something to celebrate, <laughs> real that was like, yeah. You have those moments in college, like once a year or so, you might have saved a couple weekends, like didn't go out or something. And yeah, you, you'd, you'd go there like, yeah, I I'd have to look at it. It's a Brazilian restaurant though, <sighs> crazy. Okay, 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 I'm feeling that. Best place to get new kicks? Online. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no choices after Curl. You got like, uh, they had a Foot Locker, but that was, t- that, that was like the, you know when you get Jordans, yeah, but you like, they're like the Jordan flights. You know what oh, I mean? There's no yeah, like yeah. 11s or anything like that. Like, it was, yeah, it was rough, man. Like honestly, there was, there was Foot Locker and like, um, I'm trying to think of the other main ones they had there. like. Dick sporting goods, like all that, like yeah, there was yeah, nothing yeah. going on there. Nah, yeah, you have to get okay. it online for sure. ID. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was your favorite American holiday and why? Thanksgiving, because you get like obviously around that time you're in season for basketball, so n- not we don't normally go home. So like other holidays like Christmas and stuff, you go home with your family and whatnot. But this is what we we had practice all four years and like. So we normally did stuff together as a team. So like one parent might like have the whole team round or like the coach might have the whole team round or something like that. And then, yeah, you're just eating. You're just eating so good. So like, yeah, I'd say while I was there, yeah, Thanksgiving was was it, was definitely it. Seems, seems to be a favorite. Did you get homesick and how did you deal with that? Um, at the beginning, I was pretty homesick, but I'm not like, my mental was so like, I've got so many people relying on, not relying, but you know, I've always wanted to do this. You know what I mean? I've got people back home that have helped me get here, like my mom and whatnot. So for me to be homesick was like, I felt like selfish in a way, you know what I mean? Cause I'm, I've got an opportunity that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ever like homesick, like, oh, I, mi- I just missed the little things about England, like seeing my family or just like the humor or things like that. But I, do you know what, to be honest, I FaceTimed, you know, my f- friends and family so much, like, it was okay. I, I kind of figured it out because uh, a few years before, I went to I went to high school in LA for a couple uh, for a year or two. Mm-hmm. So I've been used to kind of being away from home and kind of doing exactly what I've you know always planned to do, like get to college, get a scholarship. So yeah, like I was never like I never went through any crazy episodes, but you know it was just more like here and there. Like I, there was a couple, uh, one or two Christmases I didn't I didn't go home. I had to stay because. It's just too expensive for me, like our yeah. family. So one time my teammate took me and that was a bit, you know, spending Christmas with, you know, pe- ra- not random people, but not your family was a bit different. Yeah. But 
Americans, man, like they bought me presents. I was like, I probably got more presents than I would get home. Like, <laughs> I, was just, I was just like, yeah, it was honestly, everyone was so welcoming and stuff. So yeah, I was never too, too bad, to be honest. Okay. Uh, what's the time difference between South Dakota and England? Uh, six hours, Mine, yeah, behind six. Okay, yeah. nice. What was your level of independence before you got to university? So what could you do or what did you need to do in order to be okay on your own out there so like washing cooking like yeah do you know what i'm i'm gonna yeah i didn't really have to do much of that because i was always living at home with mum so but when you get to college i think a lot of people are in the same situation as well so like washing my clothes i think i was lucky because i couldn't cook i had to learn that first year of playing pro like you know what i mean like i didn't have mm -hmm. never had to cook for myself so i could cook the basics but yeah, not too much, but um, I think what it was, I never, once I got here, I never had someone looking over my shoulder. I was very responsible for myself. So it was either down to me if I succeeded or failed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't put the blame on anyone else or like this situation, this situation, because in all honesty, like you have enough tools to succeed, like, you know, from the coaches and friends and whatever family and resources at school so yeah like i i think the biggest jump for me yeah the biggest jump for me was just actually like being thrown into the deep end and like all right now you now it's like you know what to do now you have to do it like you know what i mean like that was all that was it was just all of a sudden like it's happening now you know what i mean we've been talking about it for so long but now it's happening what what would you say um are the necessary uh, skill requirements to being on your own in America? Um, obviously, it depends on your own, like how much responsibility you, responsibility you carry on your own already. But I just think, I don't think you can over communicate. Like, I, like if I had any issues, like even like down to like washing or whatever, I just call my mom up like, yo, how do I okay. like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I do this or whatever? Or like friends or like, even YouTube, YouTube has the answer for everything now. Like, I was like, yo, how do you cook this? Just go on YouTube. Like there's Google and YouTube has it saved a lot of people from stress, like for sure. <laughs> so I just think like, you just have to like ask or f look it up, look it up really. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. I can't, I can't even imagine just going on uh, going on YouTube how to cook oxtail and rice and peas. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those things I had to I just had to give up with. You know what I mean? Like I stayed in my stayed in my, my stay lane. In lane. Stay in yeah, lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay exactly. beans, on, beans on toast was fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. spaghetti hoops. <laughs> yeah. um, what was the biggest adjustment to the American culture? For me it was being around so many white people in the okay. sense of like my school in like I live with my mum who's white like that I'm not like talking like numbers it was just more like my secondary school in England was a good balance you know what I mean like most schools in England there's a good balance of culture my school the only black people that were there were international students from Africa that like were from like Ethiopia or whatever and doing like computers or whatever so like that was in its own kind of section itself like and then american football players that came in on scholarships or half scholarships so no one that was black really went to the school just to go to the school and like my i was the only black guy on the team well guy of color on the team for the mm. first 
two years. Not even, yeah, not even, there was no, everyone was white and from South Dakota or like Wisconsin or Minnesota. So yeah, just the cultural difference there, like in music, dress sense, the way I talk, like definitely like was different. But then, do you know what? At first I rejected it because I was really like, wow, this is just different, man. I'm not really like trying to know these people, they're weird or like they don't get what I'm saying. But then I kind of opened up and I was like, all right, let me just like, I'm going to be here for four years, you know what I mean? Like, and by the end of it, like, if anything, I think I've, everyone learned a lot more from me because England, a lot of Europeans are more diverse, you know what I mean? We see different people, different backgrounds. Yeah, yeah all the time. So we don't, we're not as closed-minded. Where I was in the country, I was like in the, like, you know, the, like conservative area, Republicans. So a lot of my teammates, like, I helped open their eyes to different things. You know what I mean? And like, I think that was the best thing. I love learning about different people because people come from every, all types of, what you know, yeah, different yeah, parts yeah. of the world. And I think, yeah, like that was the best part, but yeah, it was just the, like, the general culture was just completely different. Country music, like all that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Did the, the, the language back, and I'm, I've got a little bit of it going on here in New, in New Mexico, but the language but I mean, yes. Okay, we speak English. Mm. Um, but you know, trying to you have to adjust. You definitely yeah. have to adjust to them. You know what I mean? Like, I really hated having to change my words in it. Like, I'm trying to think, like petrol station or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, things yes. like that. You just like yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know every time you say something, it's gonna raise some eyebrows, and then they'll be like, "Wait, what?" or whatever. You just <laughs> like I just gave in. I was like, "Yeah, the gas station" or like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, going to the booth. I just kind of gave into like, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just like I was just like I can't be bothered. Like at first, it's fun and oh, you're from England, but when you're getting it all the time, it, like it just gets boring. So yeah, I just kind of adjusted to how they talked. Obviously, I never changed my accent. because when people, I just don't get, when people go there and then they come back speaking full American, I just don't understand it. Like, you're from <laughs> England. You know what I mean? You're from England. You're from, you know what I mean? I just don't. That's the one uh, thing that's unique about you. You're English. So why go and, yeah. Anyway. Hey, man, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the influence is strong. You know what I mean? For Something sure, for sure. Like, yeah. I still sometimes, like, break out sometimes, but I think, like, once you'll come home for a bit, It'll, it'll snap out sort of thing. You know what I mean? Once you get some yard food in you, you know what I mean, coach? You'll be, you know what I mean? You, get some, you go down Brixton and get some yard food, yeah, you'll be back. You'll be back. But I understand. Like you never I understand. Yeah, yeah, you understand it. You understand it. For real, for real. Um, right, the big question that I always like, how did you deal with the distractions um, being in college? So obviously, as we said, you're away from home. You can you're completely independent, pretty much. Um, you know, you've got all these people that you've never seen before. All these cultures, some melting pot things going on. Um, and the big thing for for young people is you know drugs, alcohol, and you know the opposite sex. You know what I mean, or you know um, yeah. falling into love interest. So, yeah. how did you navigate that? You know, being so far away from home and, you know, being on the Yeah, I mean, definitely, there's, yeah, there's distractions every day. I got a story for you, uh, like, whether you keep it or not, we'll see. But, like, my, <laughs> so, my, like, 
Yeah, so like the drugs and the partying and whatnot. Yeah, you know, like I definitely had a couple practices that I was hung over from and I paid the price for it. Like, you know, that probably will happen once in your career um, if you like to have fun or whatever. You just have to be prepared for whatever, you, you know what I mean? If you're responsible for it. If you can't come, you can't come to practice and, and play how you're supposed to play, the coach is going to know, you know what I mean? People are going to know. They have the practice on New Year's Day and all that kind of stuff. But I actually got in trouble with um, some drugs once, me and another teammate. Dumb, dumbest decision I've made in my career, like, was um, we just wanted to, we, I'm not, like, I never, I've never smoked weed in season or whatever, but my teammate was injured and we had like a week off or something. So we was like, okay, like, let's smoke some weed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of athletes are gonna do it. A lot of athletes do it in college on all sports teams all the time like whatever school you go to 100% will happen it just depends what you do kind of thing and this is where I messed up me and my f teammate just had a little bit um, we put the um, we put we had some weed on us and we put it under like a tire a car tire that we was driving a car and a campus safety officers caught us and he was just like what's in the bag and like we just froze because obviously we are both international students he was from Australia I was from England so like we weren't like yo let's run or anything like that we just kind of thought fudge like <laughs> like <laughs> this is gonna get bad yeah. and it, it got bad like we we like got arrested we got taken because in south dakota like some cats like california if that happened take it away slap on the wrist south dakota is one of the worst you gotta know your states like like you should know the law anyway but that was one of the worst states you can it was the tiniest bit, not even worth like bragging about. It was terrible. Like, and yeah, we went, um, we went to jail, jumpsuits, face shots, all this stuff. Like, we was criminals. Like, it was no way. I was, I, I'm telling you, me and uh, not a lot of people. No one really knows about this. I told like obviously people that need to know, but obviously yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if it's a teaching point, I'm I'm happy to share yeah, it. Yeah. yeah so like, me definitely. and a teammate, we was in the back of the car. I'm crying. I'm like, yo, this is. This is my career over. This is my life over. Like, this is crazy. So, we end up going to jail overnight. We're like four in the morning. We're like, yo, let's just call the coaches because they're gonna find out. Like, we're like, look, just we have to call them. Call them up. They picked us up. Didn't say a word to us. And then the next morning, we got a text like, the coach is gonna speak to you tomorrow. So in that time, I hadn't eaten food. I felt sick. Like, I was just like, we're done. We're gonna get sent home. Cause this is when we were really good as well. So I was a starting point guard. Like we were supposed to win the national championship like the year the year before we didn't. So yeah, we got we got meet the coach. I only think because because I was a starting point guard, that's the only reason I, we was not kicked off the team. Otherwise, anyone else, I honestly anyone that was even a fringe player, six man or whatever, I just think deep down he didn't want to but because he knew that we was like gonna be that talented for the next couple of years i got lucky and like i learned i learned from my lesson but then after that coming back and back and forth into the country from america was they stopped me every single time i had to go and get second screen in like it was just a mess just because of this one stupid decision that i made trying to have fun like one saturday night like you know what I mean? And that honesty, like the, the report that came out, they said that I broke team rules. So I missed two games that weekend because we played two double header. The other guy was injured, so they didn't have to do it. But we lost that game. That was only like one of three games we lost that year. We had our 
centre playing point guard because like we had no other choice. Had to apologise to the team. Had to tell my parents. Uh, he, coach made sure I called my. He said like, call your mom, call your dad. Something exactly what's happened. Had to tell them. Yeah, it was a horrible time. Like, or, or, like for that time that it happened. You know, like my Ooh. coach didn't dwell on it. You know what I mean? He was just like, once it happened, he was like, and I, I was punished for it. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't bring it up again and didn't like make me feel terrible by it because I already did myself. But yeah, that was one of the toughest times because I honestly saw my. I was like, my all I've been working for my whole life. Like, I've had so many coaches back home and what like have told me all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they doesn't matter what they tell you till you're in the situation. You know, you're you're gonna make you're gonna have to make your own decision. And I made the decision that yeah, I wanted to have you know get high that night and chill with my boy. Don't know who's watching it. Backfired. So. Probably, I don't even know the current situation with me going to America. I think I can go now, like it's cleaned off my record and whatnot. But at the time, like it was just a mess. And it was something that like, yeah, I had to live with the whole time, like just because it was it was a sticky situation. So yeah, I was a I was just fortunate enough to be in a good situation, but any other player, they're getting sent home. It's not worth it at all. It's not worth it. So that's yeah, crazy man. That's my, hey, my TED talk. I, 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 no, that's a. Hey, thanks for sharing, man. That's that's yeah. deep, and um, you know that that just shows you how fragile it is in terms of, you know, it can be okay, and you know nothing happens, and it can go mm -hmm. completely left. Um, was that was that the first time you tried it? Was that the first time you did it over there? No, like I've. I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to be here like I'm a goody-goody. Like, in the summers and stuff, I would never do it in season because I don't get how players can do it. Like, my chest, like, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, mm. recreationally, like, sometimes when I, like, be in the summer and stuff, yeah. Um, in the school, I think I just got caught up in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it was definitely not, like, a thing that I'd regularly do. There's some guys I knew on football team that would smoke the whole year, four years, never get caught, never nothing would happen. You'd never know. But at the end of the day, like, no matter what you think, it's a risk. It's honestly a risk every single time. So, like, when I, like, look back on it, I've never touched it in season, never. I've been, in the BBL, I've been tested twice. And both times I've been tested, someone that got tested with me has failed. So they've been banned. Like, one guy got banned four years. Another guy got banned, like, a year. So, like, it depends. Yeah, if you think it's worth it, then, yeah, go ahead. Like, I was being that blunt. Like, if you think getting high for one night or whatever is worth it, then that's the risk you're willing to take. But if you're serious about basketball and the opportunity that's in front of you, just don't don't risk it, man. You've got plenty of time in life to do it, like after and whatnot. So, to your career and all yeah, that. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I really, really appreciate you sharing that story, man. That's, that's man, awesome. That's all cool, man. And what about the girls, man? Hey, you were you you mixed race, you know what I mean? You got that Chris Brown, Trey Songz, uh, thing going on. You know what I mean? Right. So how did how do you deal with that and trying to stay on top of your books and 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 playing, man? Well, ooh. like I always had in like I got told before I went there, yo, don't get anyone pregnant <laughs> and make sure you know you're there to play like after you're playing pro. Like Cause a lot of guys come over, they find their love heart, that you know, their their love of their life, then they end up staying there and there's no pro career and stuff like that yeah, after. Married, yeah. So I was lucky enough to be told all these things beforehand by pros and coaches at London Lions and whatever. 
But, you know, like being English, like you said, like being English and like you're on the basketball team and whatever, like this and that. Like, yeah, you know, they're going to come at you. Like I've seen situations, like not for myself, but other situations like, you know, you don't treat a girl right at the end of the night. They're going to claim, you know, you don't know. They might say something that didn't happen or whatever. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying I've seen it. I've seen it happen to guys and like, at the end of the day, like, it depends if you find girls more important than basketball. Because to me, I always got told, like, girls are always going to be there. There's whatever country you're in, whatever you're doing, there's always going to be a girl there. But the opportunity that you have in front of you with basketball, there's a limited time on it. You know what I mean? Like, you might not get it again. So, again, you just always have to check yourself. Like, is it worth it? You know, if they're helping you, like, you know, if you have a little thing, like, where you're, you know, you're doing homework together, you know, you just want to come back after practice, like, everything's cool. You know, that's cool, isn't it? Like, that's different, isn't it? Like, that's cool. But I would just recommend that you don't be out here going reckless and like, mm. yeah, yeah, for sure. But Damn. yeah, it's not wrong having a little boo thing on campus. <laughs> a, little, a little love interest. <laughs> a little boo thing on campus, yeah. Just be smart, just be smart. Just be smart. That's what I say. <laughs> Play safe. Um, hey, this has been fantastic, man. What advice would you give to recruits and prospects that want to go to America, like what's the, you know, what advice would you give them? Uncle Uncle Spencer, what's, what's, what Uncle would you say? Spenny. There's so many different angles from this because it's honestly down to the individual. Like for me personally, when I was playing GB under 20s, I always wanted to go D1. All my team, like Luke Nelson, uh, Lawson, Cavell, all these guys going D1. So I know I could play that level. And I always set my eyes on D1s, but I never even thought about emailing D2s and whatnot. That's just from a recruiting standpoint. Like I would say like, make sure the situation is right for you. Cause you could go to a D1, you know, play about five, 10 minutes a game, but you need to develop as a player. If you want to continue after college, you want to develop as a player. You want to make sure that it's the right school for you, the right community, the right area. Like. There's so many different factors that you should take into account that I think you shouldn't just focus on the basketball side of it. You gotta make sure it's the right place for you to grow as a person. Because between the ages of 18 to 22 is when you really like, you're chucked into life. You know what I mean? We've been baby fed the whole way. And then once you go to America, like it's a big step. You're by yourself more time. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different factors. And then also if it's, exa if it's really what you wanna do, you have to really gut check yourself because America isn't always the best option for some people. You know what I mean? Some people just can't stay focused or can't like, you know, you really have to check whether you want to do it. Is it something you can do for four years? Is it something you're willing to sacrifice doing this on the weekend or doing that in the daytime and all this kind of stuff? Like, do I want to go to school for four years and try like, if that, if you're ticking all those boxes, then yeah, you just have to be 100% committed. Um, but just understand that you're not like every other person. Like, you can't be doing everything that everyone else is doing. You have to be different. Like, and you see it in like motivational videos all the time, like how bad you want it. But it's really true because there's always that next guy. There's always that next girl. There's always, you know what I mean? Like, there's always someone ready to take what is given to you. So I think a lot of my situations myself, I was just very fortunate. But then also, I, I I worked my butt off for it. You know what I mean? I worked my butt off for it. I was, I, when I was doing my A-levels, I'll tell you my day, I was getting up at 6.30 to practice with my college, uh, with uh, MK College from 
9, 7.30 till 9. Go class all day, 9 till 3, A-levels. Travel down to Crystal Palace um, for 7.30 practice, all the way to South London from Milton Keynes. That's a two-hour trip. I wouldn't get home till 11.30 at night. And that's, I haven't studied, I haven't eaten properly. You know what I mean? I'm taking food with me on the way. I did that for a whole year. And that was just to get to America. You know what I mean? And, and those kinds of things, like, you have to be built for, you know what I mean? You you have to be built for that, that kind of work. So yeah, just gut check yourself, I would really say, because it isn't always for everyone. You might think it is, but it might not be. And that's okay, you know what I mean? Like, but just, if you're going to do it, do everything with 100%. And don't, or they like 80%, I'd be here, here, here that sometimes. I've talked about in this video when I, what did I, the first thing I said I wish I did was put in some more work while I was there. You know what I mean? And that's talking retrospect. I'm pro now, like, I'm doing okay, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm looking back. I still wasn't all American, but I, I'll never know exactly how high I could have got because I was, I had a good time. I was, I met friends, all this kind of stuff that I don't regret. But it's just one of those things that you just got to be all in. You just got to be all in. That's what I'd say. Um, some really great advice there. Um, and just to kind of unpick it a little bit. Do you think that the trade-off between you not putting in more work versus you being more social was beneficial? Like you benefited more from being more social than not spending more time in the gym? Or do you think you could have achieved uh, you could have achieved it both. You could have done more work as well as been just as social. Yeah, I think I could have done both because I definitely think a social social part is important because at the end of the day, college is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to meet friends that you will have lifelong relationships with. You know, there's a lot of things that you're supposed to do. So you got to have some downtime and some chill time. So like I always, I've always been that fun guy. I like to have fun and stuff like that, but. I don't think it hurt me in my in my game. I just think like, for example, like I was an All-American, I won a national championship. I ticked all the boxes. I'm leading the assist at my school that I don't think will get touched. Things like that, like I'm just like, I'm happy when I look back, I'm happy. But then I also think, could I put on a little bit more weight, a little bit more athleticism and then got a summer league trial or, you know what I mean? Those, I'll, those, those things I could just say, I could have, I don't know, you know what I mean? Whether that's due to me not putting in a little bit of extra work, I'll never know. But you know, if you put in the work, you're going to get results at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah. that's what I would boil it down to, not opportunity, because the opportunities come if you put the work in, you know what I mean? So yeah, I wouldn't, again, like I said, I wouldn't change anything. Like really, I had a great time in college. I done all I could do. We won all we could win. So in that respect like yeah i'm truly blessed for that but then yeah i do you always do have some questions you always will so yeah if i did this a little bit different but yeah yeah, yeah hey my man it has been fantastic i knew there was a reason why i was so keen on having to sit down and talk with you i'm glad um, we can do it man I'm glad yeah we can do it. absolutely fantastic i uh, can't wait to um put this together and, and release it to the, to the public but yeah thank you very much no problem um, man Hi, I'm Jordan Spencer. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to The Euro Stepping. Um, it's got great content. I think you guys are going to really enjoy everything that's been said. And stay safe out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game was different, right? The, the, the rules was different. The ball oh, the was Euro, different. The, like, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different <laughs> in America. <laughs> that's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. <laughs>